This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. May the 4th be with you, everyone. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 4th, episode 2926, brought to you today by Stateline Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Well, it is pretty much all over by it's the shouting. My goodness. His fourth victory here, Mika Young. And the world record, my goodness. This is just, I'm kind of trying to think of some words. Once again, his mother, Bergen and Joachim Young, his father Joachim, here alongside Peter Thompson, the new team manager for Germany. Their efforts have been rewarded. What a venue this has been for Mickey in his career. Three wins with Fischer O'Connor. The World Championship with La Bia Static Sam back in 2010, and now Fisher Chipmunk. Let's say, we talk about his World Championships with Julia, his Tokyo Games with Mickey. This is actually the horse's first straight five star competition. And, actually- and oh you were there. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it was it, watching him is like watching a masterclass in eventing. You know what I mean? Like, there was no doubt when he came in to show jump that he was going to win. Like, it was just no doubt. You know, my heart was broken in the four star, uh, but the five star, you just you just knew it was going to be him. And when Boyd came out and had a couple unlucky rails, it was just like, he doesn't even have to ride. It's fine. <laughs> just send just a horse like, out without just Mickey. Just let him trot smart. in, wave his hand in the air, and receive his prize. <laughs> I mean, the guy is un. Is he, do, you, do we think he is approaching the greatest inventor of all time category? He must be. I mean, and he's, it's not like you're seeing signs of him slowing down, you know, and he's like 12. <laughs> so it's is ridiculous. Are we going to have to replace that statue with him that stands right outside the stadium there? We just put another one of Mikael Young <laughs> jumping over Bruce Davidson. <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> Did you see the Facebook post that's been going around um, about the? And I looked for him because I remember this happening a couple years ago. There was a woman named Teresa who posted. It says, "What's better than watching Michael Young win Land Rover?" Having him sitting behind you on the oh. airplane, explaining to the passenger seated next to him, no, I did not win a race. I won a five-star. And then responding, what is that? And listening to him explain his championships. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a selfie of her sitting on the plane with him, like, leaning over the it's seat. What, I wonder if it was one of our listeners, because I saw that, too. Uh, it's so it was great. It's great. That's so cool. And then with doing it with such class and, and, you know, I, I got to sit in on the press conference with him there and wait yes, a minute, you actually he, went into the press room. I went to the, all the, I went to the couple press conferences, oh. Glenn, are you impressed that I'm I was actually impressed. doing press? I'm impressed. Well, you know, watching him, I really wanted to talk to the four star riders and hear kind of how they thought about number six, but let's get to Michael right now, because listening to him sit up there and everything that those three riders said in the press conference, it was Boyd, it was Michael, and it was the young, pretty Yasmin, you know, like, yes. 25 uh, years old from England. Yes. And just as delightful and excited to be there as you could possibly (laughs) imagine. So she's sitting there and every one of them, you know, we talked about, especially Michael, like talking about, you know, he didn't bring this horse along from the beginning. Chipmunk, he kind of ended up with the ride. And, And it's like everything about building a connection having the horse be my friend, you know, and having a connection and spending time together. And the whole thing was just so beautiful. Uh, and all of these people, and that's what, you know, you go to a horse shows and you see bad horsemanship, you know, and I, like, I don't like to watch a lot of horse shows because I get a little bit like a gut punch when I watch people do terrible. Oh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, that in the post show. You don't see that at 
Rolex, you know, Land Rover. You just don't. That's a dollar in the jar. Sorry. Um, but like everything you do with an event horse, especially at this level, has to be based on trust and connection. And those were the two. Or you'll die. Yeah, well, you'll die. So it was the two most used words in the press conferences, which is trust and connection. And it was it was just so heartwarming to see these these grown big men talk about a connection with an animal. It was just beautiful. I loved it. Well, hold on to some of that because Sally from Eventing Nation is going to stop by. Did you see her at uh, the event? I saw Sally every day, a couple times a day. And so we spent a lot of time visiting. Okay, and, uh, okay. you know, I was like, are you going to come to the open barn and barbecue? And she was like, no. You know, I was like, oh, you're just putting your feet up, right? Please. Like, they write 15 articles a minute. She's a little busy. She's so busy. <laughs> so it was really great to be able to see her a couple times here and there. And well, she'll I mean, be here to hang out works. with you today. Yay! And you two can geek out about Land Rover. Uh, and then for all the people who don't care about eventing, I'm going to have a Horses in History segment, and I'm going to take a look at Winston Churchill today. Uh, because, you know, he has all these famous horse quotes, and I went, well, was he really a horse guy? Well, you're going to You know what, out. though? I got to say, if you don't care about eventing, but you care about horses, you care about what happened this weekend. Because there's nothing <laughs> that takes a deeper dive into the horse world than a five-star and four-star event in our country, in the United States. Other than States. maybe what's coming up next weekend. Well, that's, oh, but that that sometimes can be cringy, too. Yes, too. Yes, too. <laughs> and we're going to, we're also going to take it, uh, the Daily Dose Health Report takes a look at the importance of air quality for horses. So we've got some serious stuff, we have some fun stuff, and we have some learning stuff all in today's show. But as always, oh, and the post-show, we're going to chat a little bit, too. Jamie has something she wants to talk about. I want to talk about an article I read, talk about horsemanship and really bad horsemanship that's coming up in the post show for the auditors today Well, we have two auditor birthdays today. We have Kayla Haynes and Lindsay Culligan. And Lindsay, I hope I see your dad at PodFest. Her dad's a big-time podcaster. Uh, and I hope I see him at PodFest the end of the month. Also, congratulations. I know you were upset about the four-star. But uh, I want to congratulate one of our past hosts on the Horse Radio Network. She was host of the Eventing Radio Show for a long time. Liz Holiday Sharp was oh, the winner of so the Land cool. Rover four-star. So congratulations to her. You know, I got to tell you, she finished show jumping and knew she won and got Galloped around pointing at her horse. And that always makes me cry when they do that. <laughs> she she did the uh, commentary on Jumping Day with John Kyle, and she's so good at that. But then that she did that for the for for racing. She was a race commentator for years at Le Mans. So she's really good commentator. You didn't get to hear her, but she's a really good commentator. I didn't. <laughs> well, I just want to thank the team of people that allowed me, assisted me in leaving town for the weekend because, you know, I leave here with my husband who <clears throat> now knows, ladies and gentlemen, that we have two bunnies. <laughs> figured that out, huh? <laughs> oh, I had to, I, Lucas couldn't take it anymore. He's like, I have to, you have to tell him you can't leave town. I have to take care of the bunnies. Like, really? so I had to tell him he has two bunnies. And, and of course, you know, it was like, they've been here a month. Like, give a notice. It's not a big deal. Anyway. And so that's kind of how I did it. And everything is fine. Let me We're ask still you married. This, were there two bunnies when you got back? There are still two bunnies. Okay, not good um, Yeah, so so Chad, you know, I leave and he's got to take care of the dogs. And then I've got Ginger who lives down at the house and she's going to take care of the chickens and the horses and the bunnies. And Chad's got the guinea pigs. Well, Ginger got sick and had to go in for emergency surgery while I was gone, which is scary to have your friend do have to do that. But also you're like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? I can't leave Chad in charge of bunnies and guinea pigs and chickens and dogs and horses <laughs> because then I will get divorced. Uh, so I wanted to thank Farm Boy. He stepped up, just came right over. And then I have any time to do college work. I, uh, yeah, he does. He, <laughs> and he's like crushing it too. Like he's like that kind of kid It's uh, the greatest kid in the, in the world. So anyway, I just want to thank everybody who assisted. It took a, definitely took a, a mountainous effort. Even Lucas was helping. So pretty well, there impressed. you go. Good job, Lucas. 
Well done. I know she didn't bring him this time. It was a girls. It was girls weekend. It was girls weekend. I went with, uh, I, I like to say I collect one friend in every city I've ever lived in. Like only one sticks, you know? <laughs> you know, that's true though. Well, you know, Nancy, that's true of everybody, not just you. It's true. Nancy was my, my maid of honor, my longest friend. She, she and I became friends when I lived in Lexington. Hi, yeah. And then Jen, uh, I met when she, I lived in Arizona and she stuck. And then I've got Larissa was like, my, it's like, this is your life here at the role, you know, Land Rover, Kentucky. Uh, so it was really fun to hang out with those girls and to meet a ton of listeners and, and go to the open barn and barbecue was really fun. And to go to, you know, I got to spend some time with Leandra Cooper, who has been on the retired racehorse podcast since the beginning coming on every episode. And so it's always fun to hang out with her and, uh, she's delightful. And I saw your friend, Rosie. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah. She was there. (laughs) Did you say hi? Um, no, 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 I didn't. Uh, she, she looked busy. She was momming. Uh, so yeah, so then we we did that and it was, it was great. And then heading out to jump one, I did get to hang out with some listeners there. Uh, apparently the trek to fence one, the 30 minutes before cross country starts was, um, undoable for most. Well, actually I did see that most of them said they were stuck in traffic. Apparently the traffic must've been a nightmare. I got to tell you. Shout out to the state troopers. <laughs> this is what I did. So you, it's quite a walk to get to well, jump one. It's the people somewhere so, in overflow parking. And I don't even know where that was. <laughs> I don't know where that is, but it was 100 miles away. And there was 38, almost a record crowd, 38,000 on cross-country day. So we had to walk all the way down. And we still had like a mile to go. And I'm like, we're going to be late. There was a state trooper. Like six state troopers standing there talking and they had a bunch of golf carts. <laughs> and I was like, hi. Um, so what are you guys up to? Thank you for being here and taking care of us. Can we get a ride? And he was like, excuse me. And I was like, can you give my friends and I ride down the road to like another half mile and we're going to be late. And I really appreciate it. This state trooper. Did you have your press badge just hanging out there right in front? Uh, it, the, the, like they care. Uh, <laughs> so we all hop on the golf cart and then the other state troopers start taking pictures of him. They're like, we're going to send this to your wife. <laughs> he has four chicks on his golf cart and he drives us all five of us because another friend, five of us get on this golf cart with like piling in somebody in my lap. You know, I'm oh, sitting next to crap for that for days. <laughs> oh, so great. Cause they were just standing around. I'm like, can you please? They're like, no, please. I played Lucas's card, which is the, just the long, please. None of you were pregnant. That always works too. That I mean, I should have stuck my backpack <laughs> under my shirt. But it, it worked. And he gave us a ride all the way down there. And then there's like the section of like, no right turn. And this, this guy was so cool. No right turn. He's like, I guess you got to get out here. And I was like, please. <laughs> and so he's like, you know what? No right turn. Hold my beer. And he went, beers right <laughs> Takes us all the way through. It's awesome. So anyway, thanks to Josh, the state trooper. (laughs) Who Who now doesn't have a job. He got fired. He did, but um, we made it on time. Unfortunately, he probably should have picked up the rest of the listeners because nobody else made it. Well, a handful of people did, but. Yeah, yeah. apparently traffic was was bad, according to some of them. It was just. 38,000, Glenn, on just cross-country day. That's that's WEG level from when we had uh, WEG there. That's- it was amazing. But you know what? There was so much more shopping than there typically is. Like, it was crazy how well, many let's, people. Let's talk to there. Sally about that. But first, I have to ask you what's one clothing line that everybody universally loves? Is this a trick question? Nope. What is one clothing line that everybody loves? State Line Tech just got a whole pile of the oh, new really? season in. Yep. Uh, carrots? Yes, exactly. See? <laughs> it's funny, because we didn't prepare that. You guessed that. No, I just guessed. <laughs> it is true, though, right? Everybody loves carrots. So, and you probably saw a lot of carrots for sale over there at the show. Well, I'm like, you can't, I just saw a flood of, like, all the clothes. But yes, every, there's not one person I know who's like, yeah, I don't really like carrots. I don't like carrots. I hate carrots. It's a lie. Nobody says that. <laughs> well, they have a ton of new stuff in their spring and summer line, and it just came in the state line tack. There's three pages 
stages of it. From performance tights, they have new jackets, they have new rain jackets. Every year they come out with new designs and new colors. I mean, colors are still in and patterns are really in. They have their ice-filled tank tops, which I know every, a lot of people love those because they're so cool in the summertime. So it, it's just pages of the new products that are now available at statelinetac.com uh, for carrots. If they have anything left after being at uh, Land Rover, because I'm sure they sold a ton of stuff. At Land yeah, Rover. it was a busy booth. <laughs> so statelinetac.com, if you miss Land Rover and want to catch up on your shopping and you're jealous of everybody else that spent a ton of money, then uh, head on over there right now and get your newest carrots products before they run out, because they always I, run out. I did damage. You did? I did some shopping damage. I bet you did. <laughs> All right, well, let's get Sally on. Sally is the editor over at Eventing Nation, our friends over at Eventing Nation. We've been having them on since we started this show. And Sally's a good friend of ours. And obviously, you saw her over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's add her to this converta- conversation. You just going to go for it? I'm just going to go for it and see how we can embarrass her. She's ready, so... She's West Coast, so she has to get up early to do this, and she's probably still really tired. Horseshoe hangover is a thing. Yes. <laughs> and she's also working in badminton, so. Oh, is she? Is she going yeah. over? No, but I I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I doubt. I, you can't basically do Land Rover and then badminton. Are you going to badminton, Sally? You're on the air, by the way. Oh, oh, cool. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Okay, but. but- I do get the distinct pleasure of working on British time while living in California this week. So I don't know. Tell me what's better. Oh, you're know. working the 11 to 7, the midnight shift. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm doing the overnights. I think dressage starts at like 1.30 a.m. my time. Oh, my um, gosh. Live and so. die for your sport, girl. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I don't know what I did to deserve it. Oh, man. Well, it was so great to spend time with you, y'all. Y'all, when you see Sally walking around the Kentucky Horse Park, walk up to her and just, if you have any questions about anything going on in the eventing world, she is the one to tell you. And so I had a question for Sally, and I got a solid five-minute answer, which was unbelievably fantastic. And that is what I wanted to tell everybody who may not have been there is give us the story of Dan Cridle. It's unreal. This guy is the, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. He's the real deal. You know, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see somebody who is, has a non, what you would call a non-traditional writing background. Um, Now, for those who don't know, he was leading the four star after cross Cross country, one of the only three like clear rounds the whole day. He was the only clear, only Only. double clear um, cross country all day in a class that included Philip Dutton, Liz Halliday, you know, Tammy Smith. Um, he had some some big names in there, and um, he said he went out of the box kicking, thinking he could slow down later. And he said, "Well, I never got to slow down, um, so mm-hmm. he uh, he got home double clear." But you know, Dan is an amateur. Um, he hails from Indiana, um, not exactly the biggest eventing hub in the in the country. Um, and he is he got hooked up with a wonderful owner. Um, who really supports him and and they do all the barn tours together and and she took an interest in bringing some horses over from Germany. So um, just a few years ago, they brought a horse named Carmango over from Germany. Um, You know, Dan has produced him pretty much all the way up the levels himself, having never been at the advanced level as a rider himself either. And he did not do his first advanced until um, last year and did not do his first international event until last year because he just focused on national competition. Um, so that's something you really don't hear of as somebody's coming up the level. You kind of see them taking the traditional path of, you know, doing some prelims and then some two stars and then so on and so forth. But he just kind of took it slow, um, really put confidence first. And, you know, he balances a lot of different things. He owns a real estate business. Um, He's got a family with two children. He has a wife who's battling a rare form of cancer. Um, And so it's a lot of 
things for him to juggle. And if he were ever to meet Dan, he is the most kind person. I don't even know him that well. Um, you know, I've talked to him a handful of times, but he's just so kind. He's so kind to his horses. Um, and he trains with Sharon White um, in West Virginia. So he will actually send his horses to her in between competitions if he knows he's not going to be able to get back. Um, as as everybody knows, especially at this level, it's extremely important to keep the horses kind of ticking along. So Sharon will ride them and keep them fit and keep them sharp for him. And then he'll come back and, and go do a show. So it's a very... Uh, busy lifestyle that he leads, but man, he does everything with such a positive attitude that it's it's incredible. Let me let me let me focus in on a couple things. First of all, <laughs> adult and mature, right? Leading the four star at Kentucky, adult yes. amateur. That's number one. Crazy. Num- number two, owns a company. Re- is a real estate agent mm-hmm. who does this. Then has children. His wife comes up with cancer when she's pregnant and she is battling a rare form of cancer. Do you know, after the press conference, somebody I could hear, Oh, I I, I overheard somebody talking to him and I was totally eavesdropping. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, she's stable for now, but it's not gone, but we have at least a couple years. And he goes, we're just going to live it to the fullest. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I know. So great. Um, uh, uh, the story of him. So I don't think he had a rail. I think he had like not even a second to spare when he goes in for show no. jumping. And then he goes in. And uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever wanted somebody to win more in my entire life. Usually I just watch it unfold, but I mean, I was, I was invested in this guy and uh, he ended up having a couple of rails. His horse actually was coming into this massive, like we tri- wouldn't be a triple or quadruple. It was like, it was like a quadruple. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Five jumps in a row. And, and the horse just spoo like, it was like a normal person having a moment <laughs> of like the horse is like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do that spooks. And then he circles him around or backs him up and comes at it again and nails it. But he had a couple rails. And so he ended up, they gave him a stop for that and ended up in fourth place, but mm-hmm. still put all those pieces together. And you just finished fourth at the Kentucky four stars. Like absolutely. It, and to hear the cheers in the stadium, I mean, you would have think you would have thought he won, you know? Um, yeah. And, and even in the press conference after Philip Dutton said, you know, just really quick, I want to say that I think all of us would have liked for, for Dan to be in here, which, you know, I sent, I sent that quote to Dan afterwards. I said, I thought you might like to hear this because, you know, everybody, you, you really turned a lot of heads, um, not just because of your story, but because of your writing also this week. So Aww, that's so great. I didn't go to that one. So I didn't hear that. I would have stood yeah. up and give him a, I mean, everybody gave him a standing ovation when he finished oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. it was it just was incredible. An unreal story that nobody knew before he got there, really, no. you know? No, I don't think anybody really knew who he was. And I think he, I think a lot of people really, really got their attention this weekend. And, you know, that horse would, would be one to have a rail or two. He's, he's lost a couple of victories on rails and, and it is just kind of how it is. But, um, man, what a horse though. I mean, he's, he's a very, very nice horse that's been yeah. very thoughtfully produced, you know, and another drama that unfolded in the four star uh, to me, the four star was almost more interesting. Cause it's like more normal people, <laughs> 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 like it, like not Superman, Michael, yeah, you know, like this is like, sure. real. and so to watch the four star unfold with the fence six, talk to us oh, about man. fence, the combination of fence six. I tell you, I think it was almost a five-star question listening to all the writers talking about it to the, to the point where whenever somebody would go through clear, we in the mix zone at the vet box would go and grab them and say, what the hell did you do? Because nobody <laughs> else is doing that. Um, and, and really what it was is it was an a upright, uh, frangible pinned rail. And then you had a very steep down one, one or one and a half strides to a very big ditch and then a very steep up to an either left or right very, very severely 90 angled degree, almost 90 oh, degree hedge. It was, it was very obvious to the horse that, okay, I jumped the ditch and that I just keep going straight. Um, and you have to remember that a lot of the horses that are at four star level, you know, they haven't done a lot of four stars and this would be the toughest cross country that they had seen. Um, so you did see a couple of the more experienced horses in particular, a couple horses that have gone five star or who are ready to go five star that kind of saw the line and were able to hold it. But 
man, if you didn't get on that line or if the horse, a lot of the horses were very surprised that the ditch was there because you didn't see it until you were in the air over the rail coming in. Um, so you get, you, you saw just a lot of green horses, green riders, but also even for the most experienced pairs. I mean, Liz Halliday had a couple issues there, I think, and, and a lot of other riders. So it's not just inexperience. It's just, it was a very difficult question. I it think was. it caused 20 refusals. I went to, uh, after the four store was over, I went and I filmed it, the approach, the ditch, the out. And, and it looks like when you jump this huge fence at the top of this hill and you take one straight down, there's a massive ditch and you're supposed to take one straight up and then make it like a right or left 90 degree turn. When you're jumping that ditch, if they get up it, it looks like there's just a chute for them to go through yeah. on the way out. And so mm -hmm. I did post that on the Facebook page in the auditor's room, just to kind of a breakdown of it, because that that's why I went to the, to the press i don't usually do press conferences selling i don't know if you know that but um <clears throat> i went to it to see i almost what fell over when saying. i found out she was there was she really at the press conference sally or is she making oh, that she up she was there oh good i okay. even there I even ask a question. Oh my God. Nobody, yeah, basically it was like one girl and Sally, one girl and Sally, and another girl and Sally. And so I was like, nobody's asking this because you, I turned out you'd already asked him at the finish line, but I, I was like, can I just ask you guys, what was your success? How were you able to accomplish it? And, and Dan cried all his crazy answer was first. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what, I had a plan. <laughs> and that plan did not happen. <laughs> He's like, what happened to me with that? Happened? And Philip Dutton, his answer was great. He goes, you know what? Two weeks ago, I ran Fair Hill, and there's a very similar question because that's a Derek DeGrazi, of course. So I jumped it two weeks ago, and I think yeah, who was yeah. the other the other person in there? Oh my god, it was just, it was great, uh, Liz. I think yeah, Liz, and yeah. all of them were like, no, no, nothing happened like it was supposed to. <laughs> we all just got super lucky, which is so fun to hear because they're you know it humanizes them a little it bit. It does. Okay. So you had no clue how to answer that either. <laughs> Let's yeah, I mean, it, it, that's what I like. And that's what I like about what you guys do at Eventing Nation is these people are superheroes, to be fair. Like the, what they do, all of us stare and watch and, you know, like we cry when they gallop by, we get goosebumps. But what you do is you humanize them as well. You know, I think talk a little bit about some of the things that the questions you asked them that you told me about where Tammy answered and you can give you can say what Tammy, Tammy said. <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I don't know. I might get an angry text from Tammy. Um, but she, she, I guess was asked one of the interviews that they were doing for some of the, the behind the barn video series that athletics uh, had sponsored. And one of the questions was what somebody, what's something that nobody knows about you. And she goes, well, I've had a kid with everybody I've slept with. <laughs> um, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> that. Uh, so that's okay, that's not what I would have put out there, I think. Right? Like, oh, what is something... But it's usually I, so. I went skydiving once. It's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. something yes. nobody knows about you. And that's the answer that she gives. And that's what I you know, guys I'm gonna get in trouble for saying that now. But and then, you know, so we, we were asking the really hard hitting question in the mix <laughs> zone of um, if people preferred Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's. <laughs> and uh, you'll have to check out Go Eventing on Instagram because the the video is up there, and it's actually quite funny because you get you get these guys in the mix zone, and they're so used to hearing the same questions all the time. You know, how was your test? What's what do you think of the course? What's your horse like? And those are all very interesting questions. Um, but we decided we were going to switch it up a little bit, and so I said I led with, "Hey, so I have a really important question now to finish with." And so you you know they put their serious face on. They're like, "Okay." And I said, are you, are you more of a Chick-fil-A guy or are you a Raising Cane's guy? And like Will Coleman and Buck Davidson, you got to see their faces because they really think about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh, love it because it just, it, like I said, it humanizes them and it, it shows you that they are, they are people with personalities. And, and it's been a distinct pleasure to, to get to know them kind of over the years doing these interviews. And so, hey, why not have a little bit of fun? I know Buck, Absolutely. and I'm guessing he, uh, he, he's anything that comes his way, he's not that picky. Both. <laughs> yeah, Both. Exactly. You know what? He was actually the one that was like, you know, I try not to eat that stuff. And I was like, okay, well, now you're just making me feel bad. And he said, <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, all right, Buck. Um, so, so he, he says that stuff is not really, uh, his jam. So, so there you have it. Yeah, that, it, that was great. So talk a little bit about kind of your whole experience there. What were some of your favorite moments and your takeaways? Well, you know, it was, 
last year it was it was uh it was weird because they still ran the event but they didn't allow spectators so you know for for us on the media side of things it was actually quite nice i mean you could get any photo you wanted you could talk to anybody you wanted because there was nobody else around but um there is no kentucky without the throngs of spectators and so that was a really cool thing to be able to to hear the cheering um, you know, I think a lot of the riders were a little bit more nervous about the crowds this year because a lot of these horses have grown up with no crowds. You know, for the last two years, there really haven't been spectators anywhere in the United States. So um, that was a little bit different. Um, I really enjoy always following the rookie stories, the five-star first-timers. Uh, we had five of them this year. Almost all of them com- completed um, with clear jumping rounds or very few problems. And so that was that was really cool to kind of watch the the kids and the the, the adult amateurs or the, the the professionals who are kind of making their first starts. Um, and man, how about Doug Payne winning national champion? I mean, God, he's Woo-hoo! been at it so hard with that horse that he's had since it was a weanling. And I think that is one of the really cool things about some of these upper level riders, especially Doug. Um, he's always got horses in the pipeline that are coming up and he buys them young so that he can a save money um, and B he put his stamp on them. So quantum leap is an American bred horse. Um, you don't see that too often these days, at the top of the leaderboards at this level. So uh, man, I was just I was just tickled for him, especially on a weekend when his his Olympic course Van Diver is uh, was announced that he's going to retire. <clears throat> oh my gosh! So t- let's tell tell everybody what happened there because he finishes his whole entire show jumping round and then an announcement is made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he he I think he maybe decided you know after cross country and you know Van Diver I, I remember texting our girls and saying you know Van Diver is not really looking like Van Diver today on cross country and Doug kind of echoed the same thing about a quarter of the way through he said he felt uh, you know this isn't quite the same feeling I'm used to having with this horse and I know he's going to do it but maybe this is kind of him telling me it's time to stop asking him to do it and so he's you know he finished the weekend he had a um, a great weekend overall. I think he'd love to have that 20 on cross country back, but I mean, God, what a career that horse has been at, at least the advanced level for over a decade, which is incredible. So, um, so now Courtney Carson, who is the very longtime groom of uh, Doug Payne and Jess Payne, um, she will actually go and take Quinn or Van Diver out for a few shows later this year, which is really exciting because I don't know if you guys know much about Courtney, but she has competed through the intermediate level herself and she actually gave up riding to, to go and work for Doug. Um, so wow. over the years, she has done most of Van Diver's fitness work. I mean, she does a lot of the flat riding and, and, and conditioning riding and hacking at home, but she's not really been able to ride herself because, you know, that guy's a little bit busy. I don't know. He's got a full string of show jumpers and a full string of eventers. So they're always somewhere. Um, so it's really cool to get to see Courtney get to kind of get some saddle time again. That's great. Yeah. And, and so when they, he finishes his show jump round, the announcer announces his retirement and oh my God, everybody stood up. Everybody was gave him a standing ovation and was cheering like crazy. It was just a beautiful thing to see. And it's, that's what you, that's what I love about the sport is the people put their horses first, you know, sure. listening to the press conferences with the main words that people said were trust and connection, you know, mm-hmm. with their horses. And that really stood out to me. What also was pretty awesome was to watch um, Philip Dutton. Did you see his Facebook page after he ran cross country? Because what quasi cool, quasi cool was his horse that he ran in the four star and it's an American thoroughbred. And Mm -hmm. he posted a picture of him as a foal and then as a racing horse. And then as this, and it was just like this awesome big start to finish, you know, about his, his off the track thoroughbred that he was just crushing it with. It was awesome. Very cool, and also Sea of Clouds was a his. That's the one. Um, Sorry, you know, that's what I meant. He's the, oh yeah, so he's the off track uh, an off track thoroughbred, and you know he was one of the only ones to make the time and jump clear on the five star. And um, he's uh, Philip works a lot with the race trainer Graham Motion, so he gets a lot of his horses off the track um, and produces them up himself. Which is, yeah, it said one of the cool. It said one of the owners was in need of motion, and I was like, oh yeah. 
Yeah. Well, guys, so, you know, that's cool, though, because Philip, you know, God, Philip could have any horse in the world. Uh-huh. And I want that one. And he he still kind of takes yeah. the time to produce these these incredible thoroughbreds. So See, I this is why great. we have Sally on is because I make huge mistakes and she fixes it. <laughs> We're running out of time, <laughs> Sally. I want to before we let you go. I just saw an announcement from Horse and Hound that mm-hmm. the badminton horse trials have sold out all their tickets, including cross country day. They're at max capacity. Oh, Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, this is kind of their start of the, you know, big shows for the year of badminton. Now, I will say badminton has a nicer house in the background than uh, Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just, it's okay. Yeah. You know, like if you like that sort of castle look. <laughs> so now um, you're going to see names like William Fox Pitt, Nicola Wilson, Roz Cantor, Oliver Townen, Piggy March. Uh, all of those names are, you know, going to be plastered all over your pages and everywhere else. Tina Cook, Tim Price. I mean, this is kind of the one that really gets their big time season going over there. Absolutely. And again, it's been three years since we've had this event run at all. The last time we had badminton was in 2019 when Piggy March um, or slash Piggy French back then won with Veneer Kamira. So Veneer Kamira actually will be back competing this year. I think she's wow. 17 this year, um, but don't write her off. There's um, This is exactly the type of course that suits a mayor like her. Um, we've got also Janelle Price and Classic Moet who should be um, ready to kind of have one last go or hopefully the first of many this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be really exciting because, again, it's been three years since badminton and um, I think we've really missed it. I personally forgot how busy it is when you go straight from one to the other. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm this is this is probably one of the most competitive badminton fields I think we've seen in, in the event's modern history. So and, it's and I'm super well excited. I was so excited because on the list to compete at Land Rover was Tammy Smith and my bomb, but actually yeah. she entered both, but she got into badminton. So she's taking him there. So that's one to watch too, because that horse is just to die for. Absolutely. And I've already heard some rumblings from the grounds that she's been schooling um, and just looking incredible. So, um, you know, this will be the toughest test that my bomb has seen. And he did go overseas and compete at Buccalow and Aachen last year. Um, but this will be the first overseas five-star that we'll see him in. So um, I think he's well up to the challenge. He's got a, a ton of experience under his belt. And I mean, man, you can't want anybody else than Tammy Smith to to take him out. So I'm very much rooting for them this weekend. One final Absolutely. question. Where will, will we be able to watch it on, on uh, uh, somewhere again this year? Absolutely. So badminton has their own in-house production team and they've done an incredible job putting out content already. Um, so if you just go on the badminton website, uh, the service is just called Badminton TV. It's $20 and you get full access to the live stream as well as on demand and replays, um, replays from 2018 and 2019 and all the content that passes good for a year from the day you purchase it. So you'll have plenty of time to catch up and, and watch all of the badminton you could possibly handle. And, you know, that's a lot cheaper than flying there and buying a ticket. So absolutely. So <laughs> and please support it because, you know, if we want these live streams to keep happening, they're not going to be free. Right. So. I think it's well worth the $20 to support the event, make sure that we get this awesome live stream. There was a time that we didn't have a live stream, so um, I will happily pitch in and, and pay my part. Very good. Well, thank you, Sally, for joining us. We really appreciate it, and we'll look forward to yeah. your coverage over the weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's great catching up. All right, bye, All Sally. right friend. See ya. Bye. I'm here with the mad scientist who developed Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. Janet Geyer. And I wanted to have a quick chat with you because Daily Dose Equine Horse Feed are non-GMO whole food nutrition based. And a lot of people go, oh, that comes from a small dedicated feed mill. I won't be able to get that when I travel. They're wrong, aren't they? They are. You can get it through Chewy anywhere in the United States. Or if you live locally in Maryland and Northern Virginia, you can get it delivered. There you go. Chewy.com. It will deliver it anywhere you want. You can also schedule delivery in advance so you can have it delivered every X number of days. And you can go in there to your account and change it every time you move horse show venues. So check it out today. DailyDoseEquine.com online or Chewy.com. We have celebrity news for you. Actually, a celebrity sighting at a horse show. And this was the IEA Nationals in, I believe it was in Pennsylvania. And 
Mark Wahlberg was spotted spotted with his wife and daughter, who's a rider. She's like 11, 12 years old from what I saw in the picture. He posted a picture on his Facebook page. Uh, But also, reports started coming into, there's a retailer Facebook page for retailers in the horse world, and reports started coming in about where he shopped (laughs) at the Nationals. Oh, God. He shopped at the Posh Pony, and apparently he's also a regular down in Aiken. So they see him down in Aiken all the time, too. And uh, so he's supporting his daughter, who, as I said, looks to be maybe 11 or 12. I couldn't tell with the helmet on, but pretty young. And was at the IEA Nationals anyway, which I think is the high school stuff or or junior high school, too. Right. So, yeah. So there's your celebrity sighting. I didn't know that. That's a new one we can add to our list. Celebrity sighting a Land Rover. I was there. You were not. (laughs) I gotta tell you, man, let me take a minute to just thank everybody who was like, oh, you're here. Where's Glenn? I think like, you're making that up. Lit- no, I am not kidding you. It's like I was only half human without the other half. Called <laughs> well, we have been doing this for a long time together. So it was am- it was amazing. Like like vendors and and like Marty, the, the, the head of all of the media was like, so what are you guys doing this weekend? I'm like, well, I'm just roving around doing some report. Oh, where's Where's Glenn? <laughs> he was probably and, hoping we were doing a show from there. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he was asking if we were. I mean, we would have organized that through him. But yeah, it's it's amazing how everybody was like, "Oh, so good to see you." Where's Glenn? <laughs> Even the listeners, all you people that were like, "Yeah, I didn't make it to see you," but like, we needed Glenn with the big tall guy with the cowboy hat because I told you that was going to be a problem. Finding you in a crowd is impossible because I've had to do that before. You know, I went to the liquor barn, which is one of my favorite places in Kentucky. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> uh, and they were selling a lot of Kentucky Derby stuff. So I went there and bought some Kentucky Derby swag, you know. And uh, they had these giant pink balloons with, like, giant horse balloons. Oh, you should have like, That would have been Next perfect. time I'm buying a dang giant horse balloon so I can just walk around with it tied to my wrist so people can. You need a big means- Kentucky Derby hat. You need a tall Kentucky Derby hat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you know, I said earlier we're going to do a Horses in History. I'm going to do that right now, and then we'll get into a post-show. But we have done quotes for years and years on this show about various horse quotes. And a couple of them we have done. There's something about the outside of a horse that's good for the inside of a man. And no hour of life is wasted that's spent woman. in the saddle. Yeah, or woman. Uh, and those two were done by Winston Churchill. There's so many horse quotes by Winston Churchill. So, I somehow always thought the outside of a man thing was uh, Ronald Reagan, but no. no apparently, Churchill did it first. I think Reagan might have stolen it. <clears throat> so, so I got to thinking. Well, you know, was Churchill a really, really a horse guy? Well, apparently, if you watch the sh- the movie, the you know the the with with the Queen Alive story, he doesn't seem like the most athletic horse. Well, dude. that's the thing. Every World War II movie you've ever seen him in, because that's usually when they show Winston Churchill. He's older and with a cane, right? Yeah. And he could barely walk. He's smoking cigars. He can't breathe. He just looks terrible in these movies. So you're going, was he really a horse guy? Well, apparently, he was a very serious horse guy. Um, he was a real good polo player. He apparently was excellent at polo in his younger days. And the thing is, with Winston Churchill, you don't think him as ever young. You always think him as the old guy with the cane and the cigar, yeah. right? So you right. don't think of him as as young. But he wrote ex- more extensively than any other prime minister in history. Um, he One of his quotes, he said, Don't give your son money. As far as you can afford it, give him horses. So I think that everybody listening to this would agree with that. Um, he lived at Barn or Banstead Manor, which is now the home of the, one of the most famous racehorses in the world, Frankel. And he actually lived there and helped with the racehorses for a long time when he was younger. So he's kind of like a working student, a groom. Um, <clears throat> so he did that for a long time. On his 21st birthday, Churchill was on horseback in Cuba being shot at for the first time. There was a little war going on down there in Cuba, and he was actually a mounted soldier in Cuba at that time. He also fought in the last great cavalry charge at the Battle of Omdurman in Sudan in 1898. He's that old? Yes, 
Yes, he was he was born, and so he was in his twenties in the eighteen nineties. So when when we see the World War II stuff in the in the nineteen forties, he was old. <laughs> so um, during the Boer War in South Africa, apparently his life was saved by his ability to mount at a gallop. His squadron was ambushed as they stood around, and Churchill went got thrown off and went back to climb on his animal. It bolted, and as the enemy troops chased him on foot, he was able to leap into the saddle despite the horse running at full tilt, and he got away. Whereas a lot of his unit was killed because they weren't able to get back on their animals. I mean, wow. this is all Churchill stories. And his son, so he was spent a long time as a, a mounted cavalry soldier. In his sunset years, he enjoyed much success with racehorses as an owner and breeder. I think a lot of people know that. He was a real, real big into that. He and the Queen had that in common. Um, he won 71 races in a 15-year career breeding and training racehorses. His last day of fox hunting, he loved to fox hunt too, was on his 74th birthday. But one wow. of the things that's really credited to him and that, that you, you guys will love, this is a little bit longer story, but during the First World War, we've talked about this on this show, how many horses were sent to Europe? There were millions of horses that were mm-hmm. sent to Europe because they were used in battle back then. The cavalries were still very important during World War I. So horses were used, and at the end of the war, Churchill found out that thousands of horses were at risk of disease, hunger, and even death at the hands of the French and Belgians, uh, and that they weren't going to be brought back. He was pissed. So he, uh, infor- he started a campaign to bring the horses back. And he was Secretary of War at that time, and he ordered extra ships to be sent over for repatriation of horses. And he did. He he ended up bringing around 9,000 horses back a week that were going to be left there to be slaughtered. Um, So he was recognized as one of the biggest animal welfare advocates of the time because he was the only one that did anything about bringing these horses back from World War I when it was over. Mm -hmm. Um, He also, he loved everything, every animal, from canaries to cats. He didn't care. Uh, he just loved all animals. Uh, so he, he was, you know, he, he was well known for his love of animals and especially of horses. Uh, so there you go. Um, I've got, I've got a bunch of his quotes right here, which is just, I I don't know if I've heard that this one, but when you are on a great horse, you will have the best seat you will ever have. There you go. (laughs) I think a lot of the inventors will say that from the weekend, actually. (laughs) No hour of life is wasted that's spent in the saddle. There are a ton of horse quotes. And now you know why. He spent a lot of his life in a saddle, mm-hmm. which I didn't know all of that. There's a couple of books written about Churchill and his horse time, his time with horses. So there you go. There's my little bit. But bits I of love nuggets this one on too. Winston I'll, Churchill. And with this one, don't give your sons money. Give them horses. Many a good son has been ruined through the acquisition of money, but no good son has been ruined through the acquisition of horses. Unless they fell off and broke their neck, which is <laughs> when taken at a gallop is a really good death to die. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Churchill quote. <laughs> I was like, no, I guess we won't die. Well, yeah, but like, that's a good death. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been many wars to say that. <laughs> Well, you know what? Speaking of saddles, looking for a saddle that's affordable, durable, and comfortable for your horse, it sounds like you're looking for a Wintech. Wintech saddles combine world-leading innovations and high-tech materials in lightweight, weatherproof, and easy-care saddles. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but also reaches new standards in fit, comfort, and performance. They now have a new high-wither all-purpose saddle. They also have a new wide all-purpose and wide dressage saddle for those wider warm bloods that uh, are so common now in dressage. So it's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. You can find them at Wintech-saddles.com. That's Wintech-saddles.com or any retailer. Most retailers around the country carry Wintech saddles. So there you go. Well, we're going to talk about, don't worry for you racing fans, and I know we have a few of you out there, we are going to talk about the Kentucky Derby on Friday, and we're also going to do our annual Kentucky Derby trivia. If you want to play in the trivia, 
Email me, Glenn, at horseradionetwork.com. You have to be available at 10.30 Eastern Time on Friday. We do this, uh, we've been doing this for years, actually, and not all the questions are trivia-related, and I will try and make them all multiple choice so that they're easier and you don't yell at me. So. And, and, you know, last time you asked for trivia, nobody wanted to play. And, like, people, there's no electric shock that you get no. if you answer and it actually, wrong. actually, if like, you don't know the fun. answers, it's even funnier. So that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a volunteer or two already. We're going to try and get four to have two teams so that you have a teammate to play with. So hopefully we can get that done, and uh, we'll play trivia on Friday's show as well. Auditors, hang on. We have a couple things to talk to you guys about in the post-show, but we're ending with a quote, and I thought, you know what? It Winston Churchill quote would be appropriate to end with today. And our Winston Churchill quote of the day is, We make a living by what we got, but we make a life by what we give. So... Give something to somebody today and be nice to everybody. You added that last part. I did. Okay. <laughs> Spay and neuter geld, everybody. I'm going to tell you about my trip to Keeneland in the post show. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, before we go to Keeneland, I just have a couple of housekeeping things. One is for auditors, the WTF Advice Show is going coming back. We're going to be back. Uh, for new auditors that don't know what that is, uh, we actually have a therapist in the audience by the name of Nikki, and she's really funny, too. Uh, and she's been a fan of ours for 10 years, probably. And we get her to come on, and we answer non-horse auditor questions, you know, about your life, about divorces, about, you know, about the serious lifestyle. Stuff. And we sit around, and uh, Nikki gives you the serious answers, and Joy actually is filling in for Helena this time. So Joy and I will give you the silly answers. Nikki gives you the serious answers. So oh, that'll uh, be fun. Yep. Yeah, so that's coming back. Also, uh, I've been getting a couple of questions from auditors too about my health. Uh, I do have an update on that. I went to a cancer doctor yesterday, a blood cancer doctor to be specific. And uh, we're trying to figure out why I have blood clots. And the cancer doctor was like, yeah, you just don't get those because you there's a reason. So we need to figure out the reason why. Um, so my arm is getting better, and I would say is about 85% better. Uh, but they want to figure out. So get this, Jamie. She took 15 vials of blood. Oh my to God. To do blood Did work. pass out? <laughs> the lady at the, the 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 bloodsucker lady uh, was like, oh, you're going to be here a while. Um, so, and I was. It took a while to fill up 15 vials of blood and get it all done. And then they... She, don't talk about blood. She wants yeah. me to have a full torso body scan, a CT scan of my whole body, pretty much. So I have to get that done. And then I go back in a month to find out what the results are. So let's hope that they don't find anything and it's still a mystery why I'm getting blood clots. That would be my preference. Um, but so you did get over to Keeneland. Did you get over on Friday, last day of running? Yes, we went, went there on Friday. Um, <laughs> but you didn't get a ride in by the police at the end of the parking lot that day. No, we didn't. But you know what? It was fine. It, we, I had my step counter on. I think I got 22,000 steps on Saturday. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a good weekend for exercise. Um, so, yeah, we parked and went in. And, you know, I was with three horse chicks. And then there's me. And we all talked beforehand because the outfits at Keeneland are much like the Derby. People get super dressed up, especially on closing day. This the Keeneland's only open two or three weeks in the spring and then and then in the fall. So it's a really big deal in Lexington to show up for Keeneland dressed to the nines. So you okay. got your best cocktail dress out and uh no. No. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but there was okay. First of all, you know Everybody how we've all skippy cocktail dressed to that because that seems to be the thing. Oh my God, Glenn! First of all, <laughs> let's talk about you know those Target silly Target farm dressed yes. peasant looking things. Yes, everybody was wearing those. No, they were not. Oh my God! Half of the women were wearing the Target dresses, and let As me a tell joke? you, joke. It doesn't matter how cute you think you are. You do not look cute in that. And everybody was wearing them with like high for, heels. For people who haven't heard of this, just give them a quick look of what those they're, are. They're like, it, it would be like in the 1800s the if your mom had to like build and make a dress for you out of a curtain. Yes. And they look like, go to just Google Target ridiculous 
You'll probably find it just with that search. Um, so pe- people, it's 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 ridiculous. So everybody, and like you know, the the whole top is like mesh. And these you know, aren't like fancy elastic. dresses from the eighteen hundreds. These are if you live on the farm in the middle of nowhere, and that's all you could find. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful, and we and all of us were like, what? "Okay, this is, is shocking." I totally did not expect you to say. Okay, this today. I told you fifty percent of the girls were wearing them. Yeah. Would you like to know what the other fifty percent were wearing? Uh, I can guess. Like, can I guess? So they yeah. were wearing the skimpiest cocktail dresses you've ever seen, and you saw more cleavage and backside than you've ever seen before. Let me tell you, not the skimpiest cocktail dresses. Mm. They wear tiny little like mini skirt things like i think mm. they're shorts but mini skirts and basically like half of a sports bra so it's like the the up to their nipples is like covered and then the rest is like smooshed under their chin i saw so, so much a, boob. the term side bur- boob this is bottom boob or under it's boob just, <laughs> no it's at the top of the boob it's cupped on the bottom you see what oh, i'm doing gotcha. with my hands right now gotcha. um okay. It's cupped on the bottom, and 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 I was we were walking around, and remember I'm five two, and these girls <laughs> so are all in heels. So literally, it's like boom, 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 smacking me in the face as I'm walking through the crowd. Just boom, boom. Uh, I mean, it was insane. The amount of what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? You know Why are you showing <laughs> your titties? In public. Do you know how, like, how grandma-ish you're sounding right now? I don't care. I, you know what? I, <laughs> I wore midriff shirts and like, I mean, I was a punk, you know, I, 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 but I never, oh, it's just so much boob. This made the uh, Renaissance Festival look, look mild, huh? Well, and then the dudes, <laughs> Yeah. What oh, please they don't wear, tell me they, what, oh God, I want to know. I was like, these kids are all douchebags. <laughs> Every one of them had like a plaid tweed suit on with like a bow tie and like, and, and you know, they think they're all handsome and their hair is done. They're wearing ridiculously shiny shoes. Like I was just like, I just felt like the girls were sluts and the boys were douchebags. And I've, I, I think I've made it through three or four races, which by the way, I made some money. So you know, there's that. That's all that really matters to me. Um, so it was just a very, just, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm old. I get it. I'm not 22 years old anymore, but, but you know what? I, I didn't do that when I was 22. Like, it was just gro- like, just a lot of boobs. Was it, this, was this, were, did you discuss this with your friends and were they in agreement oh, yeah. with you? Yeah. Oh yeah. All of us were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this? Nobody have any clothes on. And it was not hot, Glenn. Really? It was not hot. Like if we were in the shade, you had to have like a, a hoodie on or something. And these girls walk in and you know, the parking lot is like a two and a half mile yeah. walk. Especially and on the last day of Keeneland. These guys walk in and like one guy's like has like basically glorified slippers on and his girl is walking next to him. I can see like the bottom part of her butt crack. Right. And she's walking in and she has these giant ass stiletto that these are like thicker heels, but like six inch heels. And she is walking two and a half miles from the, the grass lot, <laughs> all, all the way into the track. And there's nowhere to sit when you get in there. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Did you young even see lady. a horse? I did. And let me thank Summer Anthem for winning his race when I picked him and bet a lot of money on him. So, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Um, I actually lost money because I went uh, to the Keeneland's gift shop <laughs> to spend my winnings. But yeah, it was it was really fun. The horses were beautiful. The track looks amazing. It's one of the most classy tracks there is in the entire country. It's just so phenomenal. All right. Well, you're talking me right into going next year to Dude, Keeneland you're going to love you. it. <laughs> you're going to love it. Just put some sunglasses on because you'll get arrested. <laughs> You're six feet tall. You will look into everybody's boobs. Like, I mean, it was, I was like, boob, boob. Like, it was like smacking me on the right cheek. Boom. Bumper smacking boobs. Smacking me on the left Boom. Because again, I'm 5'2 and I'm in flats and all these girls are probably 5'6, uh, you, you know, 5'2 in heels. So, but their boob level is right at my eyeballs. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, I was like, is anybody else tired of seeing boobs? And my friend Jen was like, I'm tired of seeing butt cheeks. Like, it was great. You'll love it. You should go. Thongs and uh, very low cut tops. Or, or, oh my god! 
So that or the the peasant girls. Wait, I don't get the peasant girls. Shocks me more than the boobs do. Actually, if I would, if I would not have felt like I'll you be and I talked them. about this the first time you saw them when they had just put them in the stores, and we said nobody's going to buy these. I thought it was going to be a joke, and yeah. yet I target a while ago and they still have like various degrees of them and i'm like how is this possible that nobody's buying <laughs> now you like, know <laughs> oh my gosh every college girl in kentucky either had that or they were talking it's just obviously it's a fad it's gonna go away quickly but oh my god well they weren't showing boobs if they're wearing those oh you can pull them down considerably oh really <laughs> there was adjustments that were made glenn <laughs> All right. Well, you've shocked me today. <laughs> yeah. Lots of boobs. I saw so much boob. Can I say it boob? used to be the only place you would see boob like that was the Renaissance Fair because everybody was, was wearing the push <laughs> or strip club. But the strip Renaissance club. Fair, because everybody had the push up, you know, bras on or corset, corsets and stuff. And everybody had those on and had the peasant dresses pulled down to like nipple level. And so it was just Boobs, I understand, like, very Renaissance fair. You're right. It was very Renfest. But, like, I don't know. They were not wenches. They were, like, 20-something attractive women that are just showing everybody their titties. Which is why <laughs> it's become so crowded now. I know, right? You're well, welcome. there you right? go. I just look at the guys, and I'm like, y'all look like douchebags. And the girls are, like, suffering. I remember being the girl who had to wear heels. Like, girls, let me give you a hot tip. Okay, from somebody who used to have to walk around, go to clubs in downtown Atlanta for work and like park and put some flip flops in your purse. Okay. (laughs) And then what happens when you're making that long walk? You take off your shoes and you walk in your flip flops. And then when you get to the club, you put your shoes back on and put your flip flops in your purse. Like, why why would you do that to yourself? (laughs) There's your helpful advice from Jamie today. You're welcome. Grandmother Jamie, who's... Uh, You're welcome. I need my walker. Whose sensibilities were really destroyed over the weekend. I got to go take my blood pressure medicine, so I got to go. We'll see y'all. <laughs>